Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hello, why are people into that, fans? This is your host, Tina Horn, and you're listening to episode 10 of our podcast. It's finally hot in New York City, and when I think of summer in New York, I won't lie, I I think what I think of is fire hydrants spewing water into the air and people running around cooling off and the... Uh, admittedly really probably very disgusting contaminated water but nevertheless refreshing and anyway you know then when I start thinking about fire hydrants I, inevitably I, I start thinking about cum and ejaculation and um and so you know I figured for our first really hot summer episode that the best subject that we could possibly do would be a super soaked episode about squirting. Luckily, I had Ignacio Rivera over, and they could have talked about a lot of different subjects, but when I suggested squirting, they just lit up, and so I knew it was going to be perfect. Now, I have had a lot of sexy people on my couch on this podcast telling a lot really fucking sexy stories. James Darling was just here talking about fucking a girlfriend bent over her dorm desk while she was wearing high heels and nothing but high heels and Melina Williams talked about pretending to to be a pony, playing a pony and rolling around in the dirt and Carol Queen was talking about watching somebody put a candle in his ass. I guess those are the stories that stick out to me, which maybe you can psychoanalyze me if you want, but those are the, the, the dirty things that I find sexy. I'm sure you've found a lot of things on this podcast sexy, which is why you're still listening. But I don't think anybody has told so many detailed personal stories of hot sex until I had Ignacio Rivera over. And that's what you're about to be strapped in and in for. Ignacio is, you know, a self-proclaimed sexual scientist, and we are all so lucky that they have such a vivid memory in addition to their natural adventurous spirit. So, grab a stack of towels, because your sheets are going to be soaked after listening to Why Are People Into Squirting? And we're rolling, so will you, uh, will you say your name and say hello? 
Hi, I'm Ignacio Rivera, aka Papi Cox. Um, I'm a, a Jack and Janet of all trades, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an activist, performance artist, porn performer, wannabe filmmaker, writer, uh, mother. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, All that and more. I so guess. many things rolled yeah. <laughs> into one amazing package. Um, well, um, I'm so happy to have you on the podcast. Um, I uh, we first I, did we first meet when I was filming you for QBTV, or had we met before that? No, I think okay. If I could say the story, sure. I think the first time we met was actually in Canada. Uh, oh at a right! Play party. Right, 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 right. Yes, that's right. You spent the shit out of me. Yes, that was. Yes. It. How could I? I'm so. I'm blushing. Yes, I, I remember that because I remember your ass, of course. Right. That's what. Yes, it's very memorable. It is. Yes, that was really fantastic. That was actually one of the best public spankings that I'd ever had. It was totally like. I should, I really need that every time I'm at a conference <laughs> or, you know, because it's just like travel and overstimulation right. and, you know, it's just it, the quintessential, like, uh, calm in the storm where you oh, get yeah. to, like, get up on the spanking bench and, like, have somebody, like, pay attention to you in the way that, <laughs> that you happen to really love oh, yeah. and just That's be, like, like therapy. It's really, really like therapy. <laughs> it really is. And all you have to do is take it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, yeah, God, that was also, I, I often think about that scene when I think about the ways that I am so much more of an exhibitionist about getting my ass beat than I am about sex, actually, uh, is something that I've, I've realized over the years. Like, I'm like, please put me in front of people and, and beat me because I'm like so... I get, like, so much pleasure out of, like, showing what I can take uh, mm-hmm. in that way, and, and I feel really sexy when I'm, and I feel, like, my my vision of myself being spanked is also right. really hot, so I'm, like, happy to be, like, sharing that with You're the crowd. You're such a giver. You're such I a giver. am, I am. <laughs> There's plenty of my ass to go around of, for a whole crowd of people. Um, but, yeah, so you, so you, you remember that yes. as well. Yeah, cool. And so then... And I had seen I had seen Trans Entities, which is a film by Morty Diamond that you were mm-hmm. in quite some time ago. Now. Yeah, yeah, like uh, what was it two thousand six or seven or something like that? Yeah, yeah, um, which is a great film. Um, and uh, and so and then uh, I shot you in some porno. Yes, and that was really another great performance <laughs> by you um, and Jiz Lee um, and. Um, and whatever, and then we've been running around and crossing paths ever since. Yes, um, yeah. uh, but um, so what we're going to talk about today is actually something that is related to that porn scene that I shot of you, mm-hmm. which is why are people into squirting? And squirting is something that I happen to know that you are into, assuming that the ways that you perform, that you are the kind of performer that performs the things that you like to do, which yeah, I think you are. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, That's why it's not like performance. It's just I get to have sex with some really hot people and do the things that I like to do. So, yeah. Totally. <laughs> That's that's great. Um, so, um, what can you tell us a little bit about... So, what when I say squirting, what does that mean to you? Uh, squirting. Uh, well, 
why are people into that? I would say because it's fucking hot and it feels fantastic. Yeah. And I love to squirt and I love, I love to make people squirt. Yeah, so same. I come at it at both ends there. <laughs> um, and when I think uh, squirting, it's for me, it's just this wonderfully powerful release of um, energy and fluid that comes out of your body. And I mean, depending on uh, what's being done to me or how I'm doing it to someone, uh, that fluid could just like spew out like across the room or it can um, come out in trickles but it's really a powerful um, I think body experience um, that happens yeah mm-hmm. um, it's I agree <laughs> with that um, I'm, I'm curious I'm just going to dive right in and ask you because I know that so much of your activism and so much of your uh sexual uh performance and presence is about your gender queerness and your gender fluidity um and so i'm curious if um what your relationship is to the fact that i think a lot of people when they think of squirting they would they would gender it and call it female ejaculation right so like like squirting being like when you know fluid it you know ejaculation is involved in orgasm for a female person but obviously people of lots of different genders right. ejaculate in lots of different ways so can you kind of talk a little bit about like how ejaculation gets gendered yeah it's it's um complicated because like even when i do the workshops i do a workshop and depending on who i'm doing the workshop for they have a say in what it's named right, right. so um when i worked in one place you know they wanted to call it female bodied ejaculation and that was the middle ground sure. calling it that female bodied putting the body in there because it's not you don't have to be female identified but maybe you identify female at birth so that right. was the the middle ground which not a lot of people are happy with some people were okay with it others are not um and i think um because um ejaculation or the money shot or things that come spewing out of your genitals is really um related to and connected to men and men's sexuality and that's or cis men i should say cis men's sexuality sure um because that's all that's pretty much for a long time all we hear about right because if you are identified female at birth for the most part you know if i'm over generalizing here you are raised in such a manner that you are supposed to be a good girl you don't have sex until you know you meet the one you only have sex for love and all those wonderful things that might fit for some people but not for everybody (laughs) and so um when we think about sex it always goes to uh, the man you know this man um having sex and pleasure um and taking up a lot of space with the right things that protrude from their bodies and Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, exactly and and ejaculation too is also like very connected to um i think it's connected to in some in some senses like uh, a uh, uh, demeaning of women in some senses Right. right because of like that money shot right what is it that you see in a lot of porn is you know guys coming all over somebody's face it's like a claiming right it's like i i own you i claim you right and then of course other people have owned that and taken it and done it in a different way and saying yeah come on my face baby because i want you to right so right right there's (laughs) there's always the ability to right no no sex act or body part or anything is inherently degrading because humans right. have the ability to use their imaginations exactly. and and turn things even if 
like, I can say for me, like, uh, come on my face, uh, no matter, like, what gender or what body that, that come comes from, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, it, you know, in, can be, in certain contexts, um, uh, hot because I have this script in my mind of it being degrading, right? right so right. it's like, degrade me by claiming me, exactly. by possessing exactly. me, by, you know, by doing this thing. Yeah. So, yeah. But also sometimes just on a more right. sort of like straight forward level, mm-hmm. it's just like reveling in in each other's bodies and each other's fluids. Mm-hmm. But we can mm-hmm. we can get to that. But so right, going back right. to what you're saying about... Also, gender. I mean, uh, um, also when you think about ejaculation, it's about power, I think. There's this power yeah. connected to it. Like the, uh, a cis man can ejaculate and has the power to impregnate. Um, it has the right. power, like this powerful force coming out and you could visually see it. And that's the way you know that a cis man is actually coming right that's like like right. for some people they're like this is how you, they come you can't fake it right <laughs> although right. you can you can but you totally <laughs> can but um that's what we've been taught right and so with um women or people identify female at birth um the con- you know concentration on orgasms were never the it, th- that was never right. the focus that right. was definitely never the focus the focus um was you know getting fucked or getting um you know come all over you or something like that now you know in terms of like porn or how we're learning about sex we're learning that oh my god women and people who are identified female at birth do have a sexuality and actually can orgasm way more than cis men can (laughs) right Right. they have the ability to recover from orgasm and have more orgasms and have multiple orgasms and have combination orgasms and all that stuff yeah so we have definitely a lot of ability around our sex but it's taken a while to get there because it's been so hidden right hidden under the have to be a mom you have to like a certain way of how you have to be in the world you know like a a whore shaming and shaming around just having um you know a great appetite for sex and fantasy and stuff to be a woman and to have that puts you in a category something else so i think that's kind of hidden all of those um things and on top of that, I remember um, listening to this person speak once about her ejaculation. I think she was a, a, an adult porn performer. Uh, I, I can't remember this person's name, but what she said was really important. She said that she started ejaculating at a young age, and she remembers the reaction she got from people. Yeah. That it was a disgust. Oh, yeah. Something was wrong with her, that... She, you know, and then she thought she peed herself, uh-huh. um, you know, because, because of course no one was talking about it. No one was saying this is a fantastic thing. And so she has such shame around her ejaculation that she controlled it yep. and forced herself to stop ejaculating. Right. Which also talks about the power of our bodies, right? Right. But it, she stopped herself from having it because she has such shame. And then later on in life realized that there was a fantastic thing. And then she started it up again and started being able to ejaculate. But it was just uh, um, kind of a sad and wonderful thing to hear her story around that because it's just um, how, in terms of gender, bringing it back to gender, how um, we are kind of put in these boxes about this is what your body can and cannot do and this is what's right and what's wrong. Um, And um, you ejaculating like that, that's not something that women are supposed to do. Um, And how we've suppressed those things. And I think uh, this day and age with um, radical sex education and you know, queer porn, feminist porn, all that stuff coming out, you get to see people ejaculate, um, and it's hot, 
people have taken it and, and this is fucking hot and people want to know how to do it now you yeah know? Mm-hmm. yeah it is so fucking hot god yeah it's so interesting to think that um that sort of in a in a in a world pre-socialization which doesn't actually exist but just like a hypothetical like mm-hmm. you know pre-socialized um pre-patriarchal world that um all bodies are capable of uh, expressing themselves sexually in certain ways of mm-hmm. of ejaculating, of having multiple orgasms, of having different kinds of, of orgasms, um, and that part of our ideas that we have of what bodies are and are not even capable of doing right. comes from patriarchal control yeah. and oppression and... Um, and such that when we we have to rediscover what our bodies are exactly. already were already capable of, um, and that that even then that we would think of them as like oh women can do what men have already been doing or have al- right. already been capable of, but actually we were all capable of it right the whole time right yeah um, so so what okay. Man, there's so much to talk about. Um, well, let's let's talk about you. So, b- before we started recording, you were saying that you yourself had had uh, the, the your first experience. When was the oh, yeah. first? When did you start <laughs> squirting? That was actually so funny. Um, the first time uh, I actually squirted um, was with I, I was with my partner at the time. Uh, we were at that point together for several years, and. Um, and our sex life was fantastic. I mean, so great. Um, and um, we were um, really delving deeper into our DS dynamic, mm-hmm. uh, dominant submission. And I was the submissive in this uh, relationship. And um, as I delved deeper into that, I realized how hot, I mean, how seriously hot DS and power play got me. Yeah. More hotter than any other thing that I've ever experienced in my life. So, um, one day, I think, uh, my partner at the time was, um, beating the fuck out of me. I mean, consensually, of course. Sure, sure. <laughs> beating the fuck out of me, and I was loving every bit of it, um, and just, you know, punching and choking me, and tossing me about, and he was, uh, a trans guy, bigger, you know, and I just loved it. It was just doing all types of wonderful things to me, and then, he tossed me onto the bed, so I fell backwards onto the bed, and mm-hmm. there was like a bunch of pillows and everything there. Uh, so my ass was kind of lifted up, mm. right? And so he starts fucking me with his hands, and and I am just screaming like I think all the neighbors can hear me. I'm screaming because I feel like this enormous pleasure going through my entire body, um, and I feel something happening and I just don't know what it is, but I'm just like, Oh my God, this feels so fucking amazing. Please don't stop. Please. And it's better than any fuck he's ever given me, you know, because it's just like, which is already intense, like the bars right? already really high. <laughs> right. yeah, okay. It's yeah. so intense. And, um, as he's fucking me, I look down and I see a stream of, it's just streaming. It's hitting him in the face. actually. <laughs> Like, he's fucking me, and it's hitting him And he's, like, face. unfazed. Yeah, right? no. Yeah. <laughs> and I am looking at it, screaming, and I'm like, oh, my God, baby, look at that. Oh, my God, oh, my God. And he's just like, you know, he just he wouldn't stop. And it wouldn't stop. I kept on ejaculating. Oh, it just would It was like a, a never-ending 
stream. So when I, I teach my workshops and they say, you know, in the in literature, they say like a teaspoon to like, you know, whatever. And I'm like, uh, no, I have fucking ejaculated like a gallon yeah. at a time, like a total gallon. So that was the very first time. And after that happened, I was like, oh, my God, I want that to happen again. So yeah. I started trying to figure out what it was. And later on, I mean, what it was was that um, the thing that got me the hottest, you know, like the thing that got me to that point was, you know, power, power play. Right. Um, and so when I got into a really intense power dynamic or power play and then got fucked right afterwards, it was just like a no brainer. But then I trained myself. So mm. after that, I didn't need, I mean, power play is always fantastic, but I didn't really need that. Um, I got to the point where I can make myself ejaculate. Um, and I know what makes me ejaculate, like fists, like the 11, enjoy 11, mm. you know, what positions I can be in to ensure that I'm going to ejaculate, like all of those things. So, because I've practiced, I always make a joke and say, you know, like this is about like experimenting. So I'm a sexual scientist and I'm constantly experimenting to see what is going to work, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. I think we've had a lot of hot stories on this podcast, but that <laughs> one, I'm like wow i i'm trying to i like to imagine somebody like curious listening to this podcast who is maybe a little bit skeptical and then like hearing a story like that and being like how could anybody be anything but in all about squirting after hearing that story Woo! okay but the thing that is interesting to me about that is is uh connecting the two things that we've been talking about mm-hmm. is i um not everybody's body is capable of squirting, yeah. um, but more people's are than than realize, um, and a lot of the reason that we don't is because of a lot of um, psychological right. stuff that we that you know that can be related to physical things where we are tense, where we like exactly. don't let ourselves like let completely go. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, whether that's because of the patriarchy or not, it probably is. Um, <laughs> but. Um, um, but then, in your experience, um, part of why you uh, let go, like your body let go so much, um, was because your mind was so consumed by this thing that was like the hottest yeah. turn on for you, and and also kind of like you were probably in 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 subspace and yeah. um, and just really not being. Um, conscious at all and so your muscle memory probably yeah. was also like liberated from yeah and from also your brain i um am a, am a heady person yeah. so a lot of times i think too damn much Word. um so um Same. that being in that power dynamic with my sir um who basically was telling me what to do how to do it you know he was he was navigating everything which i wanted him to do uh, allowed me to just let go yeah. and just um, experience everything that was happening. Um, so that was the way that I got to it in the beginning, and I continued to because I was like, I want to get there again. I yeah. want to feel that feeling again. Uh, and um, connecting it to that was great, but then afterwards, you know, I was like, it okay. wasn't like a fetish. It right. wasn't like a, it has to be exactly this exactly. way every time. Yeah, exactly. it reminds me of. This story reminds me of, you know, the old adage that if you want to know what really turns you on, pay attention to what you're thinking of right before you come. Right, it's right. like, you know, so, uh, gee, I w- we wonder if Ignacio is really into this power play thing when they're 
squirting gallons all over yeah. all of everything. Um, and uh, and ha- can I ask how old you were when that happened? Um, I was in my early 30s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm 42 now. Um, ten, 10 great years of mm-hmm. coming everywhere. But. Yeah. Which, you know, it's funny. I started later on, you know, but... You made yeah. up for lost time. I did. Committed I it to celluloid <laughs> a lot. Yeah, I'm sure you've come at least like you know, a hundred gallons on, on film alone. Oh yeah. Um. So um. Oh, I was just gonna say that I've definitely talked to people, and I bet you have too, who. Um, or even like the story that you were just telling who started squirting from like the time that they started masturbating mm-hmm. like even as adolescents right. um, or even with their first partners um, and uh, and then definitely some people for whom like hormonal changes in life um, get them to the point where it just starts happening or different partners or different you know circumstances or activities will, yeah. will get them to that point and for some people they have to be scientists they have to be like intrepid explorer scientists and yeah. say like uh, I for example you know once I started uh, you know getting turned out and you know reading voraciously reading everything about um, sexuality that I hadn't already been taught mm-hmm. um, or experienced um, it was definitely something that was like immediately on my bucket list where I was like well I've never ejaculated before and these wonderful sex positive books are telling me that I can and so I will and (laughs) you know and they're also you know luckily thankfully giving like lots of really great tips about how to get there so I was definitely like alright babe we're gonna do this this and this (laughs) like to myself and to my partners you know And, and it took it took a while, but then I um, I got there, and there were definitely, like I I, de- I definitely like when I was single, I found that the thing that made me ejaculate the most was when people went down on me, mm-hmm. and I think that part of that was because of encountering people who I unfortunately in my like trampaging life have encountered <laughs> have have hooked up with some people who uh-huh. like did not want to go down on me which is always like a way to not get a call back from me <laughs> um you fucking flunked your audition um cause what the fuck is wrong with you um but uh but yeah you know so like if somebody is like into going down on me then it does I it also mm-hmm. like it's me out of my cerebral analytical brain and into like yes this person like wants to go to town mm-hmm. Um, and that just totally makes me gush everywhere. Yeah. And I've, I have also encountered people being like, ah! Yeah, yeah. Um, cause they've like never, you know, and they're like, oh my God, I've never been with somebody who can do that. And it's like, well, what the fuck is your problem? <laughs> you need to be fucking with more people like me. And what the fuck is the, you know, I feel bad for these people that you've been, you obviously haven't been doing it right. <laughs> You know, but when I as I taught, teach the um, the classes, right? One of the things that I say is, you know, be be your own sexual scientist, but um, never have that thing be the ultimate goal, right? Like the journey is like the best thing. Right? That's yeah. The irony is that sometimes the more you focus on it, the less likely exactly. it is to happen. With all kinds of orgasms, right? It, it, so I'm like, don't even focus not. on it. Just like take these steps. 
see what happens and if it doesn't happen that's okay you know like it's it totally okay does. you just explore explore because that's the point right it's about exploring because a lot of times we we as we talked before it's like we have such a narrow view or we're raised with such a narrow view of what sex is or what you know yeah what sex is because you think about it in this one-dimensional way when it is just so broad so if you're taking this like journey to experiment then you might find something else about yourself. It doesn't have to be the squirting. It can be something completely different. Like you discover a new position or you discover, you know, that you're a multiple orgasmer or whatever. Um, and um, I have been with folks who, you know, ejaculate as well. God, I, I mean, we have to have the, what do you call that? The, the liberator. Yes, I love that thing. I need it. I, I need love it. it. But sometimes I have to say, so the liberator is basically, a, a, I believe it's made by sports sheets. Um, uh, isn't it made no, by it's, it's it's made by Liberator, right? That's the company, isn't it? Well, who you know, they're not endorsing this, so who know, <laughs> so who knows? But anyway, there's a wonderful invention that's right. basically like a waterproof like blanket, a throw blanket, or something. Yeah, right? but and and I I have to say that sometimes. Because you have to go get it, right? right exactly. Like, and so you know, even if we like have it on the edge of the bed, sometimes the liberator ends up being the thing that we like put down over, over the, the soap sheets yeah. to sleep in. <laughs> yes, <laughs> no, it's but, like a tarp. No, now what I do now is like if I know I'm having a fuck date or something, I put it under the covers already. It's already oh, that's set. So smart. But the one thing about it is that in the winter it's great. In the summer it's ugh, it's so hot. It's it such is such a hot. Thing, but it, it captures everything and I've been with people that um, their their ejaculation is just a, a constant flow it's just not even something that you're doing to get to like you're not doing fucking to get to as soon as your hands enter there it's just a gush like, yeah it's a it's a waterfall happening, yeah yeah you know? yeah so you gotta the have the you have to have the <laughs> you have to have the blanket there, yeah, which is very hot. But just have to have the blanket because you would just be messing up your sheets constantly. <laughs> totally, totally, yeah. Which is something I always tell people too. It's like you know, people get, get to the point where I think a lot of people get to the point where they have almost ejaculated but didn't know because they thought they were gonna pee on themselves, right, right, um, or because they did it before and somebody told them they peed on themselves. Or they, or they like don't want to stain the sheets, or they right. don't want to get, they don't want to come on the person, right. or right. yeah. So I'm like to eliminate that thing from your brain, which is like our biggest sex organ. Should put a put a thing down, yeah, a towel, a chuck, the the you know the absorbent blanket, whatever it is, just put it down and don't even worry about it. Cause yeah, you and can then forget throw it. that in the washer machine afterwards, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, let's talk about what the fuck. Um, squirting is exactly physiologically so um, so first of all um, the G-spot it exists yes, can it we does. just can yes. we please just I it, know it I, I, I fucking hate people that say it doesn't exist it, it exists it's it really there. it's not <laughs> even uh, it's not even like I kind of it's an example of how I like live in a bubble right where yeah. I'm like Oh, we're like so far past talking about whether the G spot exists or not. This is the patriarchy. It's the patriarchy. No, but it's you know, and it's very, it's it's quite. It, it, listeners, everybody, the G spot exists, and it's funny. It's it, it, it. I feel like people are like, well, we haven't still found conclusive evidence, and it's like this is not something that you have to really. Going back to talking about being a scientist, right. like, like it. 
it ex- we've I felt it, so I know that it exists. Mm-hmm. And you know, I mean, like I'm sure a lot of people could feel that way about God. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like I felt God, so God exists. Oh well, what's the evidence? I mean, anyway, anyway it's something in the body, right? right. And and it. I don't. I honestly don't even care if it's psychosomatic. <laughs> you know, an orgasm it, it is pleasure. You know, yeah. so if it if you get there by psychosomatic means, then that's fine by me. Um, but so the G spot is the um, is actually the the part uh, the 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 spot in the on the vaginal wall where the vagina presses up against. Um, the, oh my god, I'm blanking on what it's called. The urethral... The um, urethral sponge. Yeah. Thank you. I was going to call it yeah. the prostate, but that... <laughs> yeah. It's the spongy it, it, tissue that surrounds the urethral tube, I guess, that goes from what we call the pee hole all the way to the kidneys, you know, where, right. the bladder. So that's why it feels like you have to pee, because it's pressing up against it. And if you have a full bladder, of course, it feels like you have to pee. So. Right, and that's that's the feeling that we associate with right. with, with needing to pee, but you are... You can, you're smarter than your body. Right. And your body is, you know, you can master your own, your own body. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so the, so during arousal, and perhaps particularly when one is particularly aroused, right. there's, you know, the more aroused you are, the more blood goes to the area, then the more engorged your right. that area becomes, um, and, you know, the, uh, you know, uh, erectile tissue mm-hmm. in certain bodies becoming engorged, and then, so, um, during arousal, the, the urethral sponge, um, which surrounds the urethra, becomes engorged with fluid, right. which then presses up against the wall of the vagina, and so then during the contraction of orgasm or even just as you were saying like for some people just like the fact that they're engorged just means that that fluid is just pumping right all right some uh, because uh what do you uh uh you can have an orgasm and ejaculate at the same time or you can just be ejaculating without an orgasm or you can have an orgasm without ejaculating so all those things can happen like that totally um and um yeah, when you press in, like, everybody's G-spot... Well, everybody's body is a little different, so they say up to two to three inches in. Right. Come um, hither motion. Come, come hither towards the belly button, pressing up on that. I think that's why fisting feels so fantastic. And fisting, for me, is a... that That's just a surefire way for me to ejaculate. Right. Because it's really filling me up, and especially the it, depending on how you're holding your hand of the thumb knuckle right is pressed upwards towards the belly button that's hitting the G spot right there it's fantastic i've seen i've 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 seen uh scenes i've had experiences where i have witnessed um uh fisting happen where also then the fisting is like kind of effectively like plugging yes, up yes. all of all of the fluid and then um you know maybe the person knows like now is the moment to to pull the fist out uh-huh. during orgasm and then like all of this fluid that has been like you know effectively like plugged up or like you know trapped by the fist mm-hmm. is then freed yes. like the breaking dam <laughs> and then it's like the fist comes out and with it comes like a you know explosion <laughs> waterfall. of a waterfall yeah mm-hmm. um and that's nice yeah that feels really good 
yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, and yeah, so then there are definitely some really awesome sex toys that are designed with certain shapes, certain curves that are designed to to stimulate the G spot. G spot tends to like pressure, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and then can uh, art can be a really good way to practice um, getting to the point where vaginal orgasms and ejaculation can happen mm-hmm. for folks with vaginas or front holes or whatever they like to call them. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, my God. Um, Let me see. What do I have in my notes? Um, Do you think that... have, Have you had the experience or have you talked to other genderqueer or trans folks who um, feel hesitant about their relationship to ejaculation because the, you know this other layer of weird gender um, constructs that that it's that squirting has been deemed like female ejaculation so mm-hmm. that it's something that they don't know how to relate to because maybe they don't relate to their anatomy being called G-spot or they don't, right, you know, right. or all the literature out there is so gendered and is like in the vagina and female right, orgasm, right. et cetera, et cetera. Um, do you, do you have yeah, comments I, on that? I definitely have experienced folks that um, feel that it is way too gendered and they, you know, can't talk about it or they've redeemed it for themselves, right? So, um, and also there's a connection to, to um, ejaculating via being fucked, right? So, um... Right, right. So, I think, unfortunately, there are trans people who do love to get fucked, but it's something that they kind of push, you know, to the side because, um, supposedly, you know, as a trans man, you you don't get fucked. Or people are not going to see you as a man or as masculine, which is unfortunate. Right. Um, if you truly do like being penetrated, because of course I know there are people who are stone uh, and um, um, getting penetrated is not their priority. It's not something that they'd rather be penetrating someone else or whatever. Everybody has their own um, identity or ways they interact with their body. But if someone is not doing something because it doesn't fit what you know society is telling them, um, and in fact like hindering their sexual expression it's really sad and I've talked to a lot of trans guys who um, will say to me uh, or because I um, you know I've been called (laughs) I've been called a homo um, which I am Um, and um, (laughs) so I I tend you know I'm attracted to other trans guys or you know and I hit on them and a lot of times I get you know turned down or people say you know I'm not I'm not into that I'm you know I only go out with straight I mean um, heterosexual I mean not heterosexual um, um, yeah I'm heterosexual so I only date women I only date women right so I'm like okay fine you know but there are uh, quite a few of them that say this um, and um, once we get into it um, I feel I I find that I feel I feel very privileged that they let go Mm -hmm. with me Um, I feel very privileged about because I know how hard it is to 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 let go sexually right and so they get to experience things and they 
they like it. You know, it's like they're showing me that they actually like this. They like to be penetrated um, and feel all these wonderful feelings and orgasm that way. But I think it's so connected to, um, you know, fem feminization, you know, so they think being fucked is being feminized. Or even or like going going back to the subject of of squirting that even just like when we when we talk about like gendered arousal when we right, talk right. about like masculine masculine arousal we talk about being hard yeah. and when we talk about feminine arousal we talk about being wet right, right exactly. so like i can definitely see how for somebody mm -hmm. who is like really um uh has had to fight for their connection to their masculine identity mm -hmm. it might be like another step to right. Um, embrace like their body's ability to right. like to get wet, you know, and mm -hmm. obviously and and to liberate the idea of wetness from gender right, per se. Right. And also, I think uh, talking about it publicly because some people might be engaging in these things just fine with their partner. Um, they're not talking about it publicly, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, or they'll deny it, but they're doing it, um, which is you know unfortunate. Um, but I feel like um, there there definitely has been. Um, that you know that kind of barrier there but i also know a lot of people who have taken that and just call it their own so they might not many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care plush care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey they can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I say, you know, I'm getting wet, you know, or, um, you know, um, they'll say, you know, I, I, I like to get head, you know, mm. using that terminology rather than right. something else, you know, or, um, you know... Like I say, uh, I remember, like even masturbation, like the term masturbation, I rarely hear like a cis guy saying like, I masturbate. They always they say, say like, I, jerk I jerk off, off right? right. <laughs> so, so, you know, I say a lot that I jerk off too, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I use kind of both of them. I'll say I masturbate and I jerk off because, you know, I'm, I'm fluid with all the shit, right? Yeah. <laughs> Everything is fluid for me. But um, even little things like that make a big difference for people, right? So instead of saying, for some people, I've heard somebody say, you know, like saying going down. Guys don't say going down. Mm. They don't say that. They say suck my dick or give me head or... So it's like changing words around to really um, make things feel more comfortable. To own it, you know, to own that for themselves um, really makes a difference. And I think um, if we... Um, think about like ejaculation in a different way which is kind of hard right because I think about what how would I say it right because just saying coming doesn't quite indicate the you know this wonderful rush of fluid that's coming out of your body right right um, for for cis guys it's like ejaculate or I came when they say I came but well, it it's like synonymous, right. even though we now know it's that that, that cis men can have an orgasm without ejaculating exactly. for many reasons. Right. So yeah. that's synonymous, but for you know someone identified female at birth, it's not. For someone to say "I came" doesn't necessarily mean that you ejaculated. Right. So right. Right. It's like creating, I guess, new terminology or something that fits for people to say this. Um, and when you uh, when I think about 
people talking specifically, like, if I was saying, if I was, like, describing a sexual encounter and I was talking about, and I wanted to say that that ejaculation had had happened, I would probably use words that are associated with taking up a lot of space, right? So, like, like oh, like, she just came everywhere. Right, right. Or, mm-hmm. Like, I came all over right, her face. Exactly. I came all over the sheets. I soaked the sheets. Right. I, You know, which goes back to the idea of, like, of our pleasure, of, like, female pleasure taking up space. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and also, like, you know, like, ruining things like sheets and couches and... Right. <laughs> you know, car seats and <laughs> clothes and uh, carpets and right. you know, all, every, whatever, whatever. Um, yeah, I, I tend to talk about it in that way too. Like, uh, you know, I I soak the floor or I soak this or something like that. Yeah. Um, but I, I, gotta, I definitely have to think of another way that I would want to say that because even ejaculation, like to say, when I say I ejaculated, it seems so technical to it me. It really does. You know, it just seems very technical. I don't know that many cis guys who would say, like, no. I ejaculated. No, they wouldn't say I ejaculated. they say I came or, you know, I yeah. shot my load uh-huh, or something, uh-huh, right? Uh-huh. And I don't like shot, shot my load, you know. I, I guess I got to think about that. I got to think about what, what word... I would change what how I would say that. Also, unfortunately, that. squirt. I don't really think of as it's kind. Of, I mean, it's a diminutive term, right? right? right it's right. it's a little condescending, frankly. Yeah. I mean, it's what we've got, and I'm fine with it. But it's like um, I'd rather if if that's the word that we need to use to fucking uh-huh. talk about it, and that makes that people feel comfortable talking about it, then mm-hmm. that's fine. But like, right, I right. do. I don't find the word squirt very sexy like either as a noun like look at all that squirt on the on the right, floor right. like <laughs> but also like i'm going to squirt all over you baby right, is yeah, not really no no that doesn't do it for me either <laughs> so <laughs> yeah i mean you can be really specific and be like i'm going to squirt I'm gonna come so much that I'm gonna it's gonna drip down my leg or something like that. But. Yeah, being specific, yeah. If you're doing some good dirty talking, maybe that can fit into it, right? But certainly, <laughs> certainly. Well, this is just another ringing endorsement for dirty talk. Um, yeah, you know, I did just want to say about talking about um, uh, stone identity and, mm-hmm. and and folks who for whatever reason uh, having to do with gender or not who who um, who don't um, like to be penetrated or who choose not to be penetrated mm-hmm. or it's part of their identity not to be penetrated during sex. I definitely know people who can squirt from not being penetrated. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. I know someone who can um, who can ejaculate or squirt or however you want to say it um, with their fucking mind. Whoa. Yeah. Like, they can will themselves to do that. Um, and I know people that can do it with, you know, external stimulation, mm-hmm. rubbing. You know, that's, there's a lot of ways because it's, of course, we all know that the the clit or the knob or whatever, all of it is connected to the sure. urethral, you know, the... The urethra and the sponge, so you can get there through your ass, through the front hole, through the through the clit, all that. So vibrators are great for right for everything. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think for some folks, like a a, a vibrator, uh, perhaps even a very strong vibrator like the Hitachi, um, 
uh, or I said, we're supposed to call it the magic wand now. Hitachi doesn't make it anymore. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, it will always be known that way. Um, uh, it can also help people to let go in that way that we were talking about before, where mm-hmm. um, that the really strong vibration can um, kind of take over and take you out of your yeah. mind, and that's and, and that's a, a good time for ejaculation <laughs> to happen. Um, it's interesting because um, for me, vi- uh, vibration is not necessary for uh, ejaculation to happen. So my ejaculation comes um, strictly from um, being penetrated, mm. from being fucked. So um, whether it's a fist or the, you know, my stainless steel wonderful toy uh, or um, getting fucked with a very um, hard uh, silicone toy so not the soft um, Vic skin although I love those because for like the one that I have as for my dick that is my skin tone I love it mm. but to to ejaculate I need one that has a good ridge and it's pretty hard so that but that's the thing works. that's great about stainless steel toys right. and and also glass or even they have like you know they make wooden toys right. and obviously they have like an enamel over them so yeah. no splinters um but uh the 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 really the hardness of the material that the um uh muscles can really bear down on mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. is uh one of seems to be something that is really helpful with ejaculation yeah. for a lot of people as well which is again yeah. why a fist or even a, a hand with like a certain angle and certain pressure yeah um yeah. the the first time the very first time i made myself ejaculate was uh pretty hot because yeah. um I was with my partner well I, I was in a triad at the time and so I was with two, the, my two partners and we were getting it on and we were all in the DS dynamic mm. uh and um I decided that I was going to sit back and watch of them um get it on and fuck so we had been like fucking for like a good hour or something so I I kind of laid on the floor about I would have to say maybe four feet away from them while um, he was fucking her um, so his back is to me so I just see his ass pounding and mm. pounding and mm. he's just fucking the shit out of her it looks so good she's screaming at the top of her lungs thanks for coming over and telling me all these stories I'm gonna squirt from just listening to this editing this podcast okay all over the keyboard anyway there. so you were no go back go back to what uh, what you were saying so he's he's pounding like He's totally pounding her because um, we were both his submissive. So he got done with me. So I'm kind of like all used there. up. Exactly. Yeah. I'm sweaty. Everything. He's pounding her. Her legs are in the air. She's screaming at the top of her lungs and he's just going at it. So I decide to lay down on the floor about four feet away and I grab a dildo. Mm-hmm. And so I'm leaning on my back, um, kind of on my back, like halfway on my elbows and stuff so I could see what's going on my knees are up and I start fucking myself and I fuck myself really hard and fast and that's the way so I'm 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 doing it really hard and fast and then I'm about to come and as I'm doing it I start letting out this this like moan that comes from like the tips of my toes from the top of my head Mm. and as I'm doing it I release I release the dildo from my hole and I ejaculate, it goes all the way up into the air, and it goes all the way and splashes him on his ass. So he's fucking, and all of a sudden, splat, 
he turns around <laughs> the both of them stop and look at me <laughs> and they're like what the fuck was that <laughs> and i'm there completely like drenched in my own fucking cum all over the place with the dildo in my hand and saying you guys are fucking hot (laughs) (laughs) oh my god it's like a fountain um that's a great story reach out and touch somebody yeah um well a couple of things that I am thinking of when I hear that story is first of all good advice for folks to squirt is to fuck for a long time right I think like I'm definitely somebody who I think part of my like sexual uh, insatiability and voraciousness comes from the fact that like I I have I get more turned on and have harder orgasms when I've been fucking for longer, mm-hmm, right? Like, mm-hmm. the first ones are good. Right. I'm all about a quickie. That's great. But, like, when I've been, like, stimulated a lot, it just, you know, I'm just, like, wound real tight. So I need to be, like, <laughs> unwound and unwound and unwound and get out of my head and get out, you know, yeah. all of that stuff. So, so, um, but also just physically, just like any kind of workout, mm-hmm. the more you the more you work, the more limber you become, right? Yeah. And so you become more relaxed and, you know, and so long, long sessions, I think, are are also really great mm-hmm. for for that and for different kinds of orgasms. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because the longer we went, the more I was turned on. So sure. Just, and then especially just watching completely, that's another thing, like watching really good porn yeah and doing it fantastic totally turns me on and it's of course getting me out of my head because i'm watching what's happening there right 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 mm -hmm. um and another thing that's interesting is is just to sort of differentiate between the sort of gushing like just super wetness that for some people is uh, you know it is like cum or ejaculation and then there's you know i feel like squirting specifically tends to refer to or even i guess ejaculation technically will refer to like it actually like becoming airborne and traveling mm-hmm. in a rainbow right, through right. the air <laughs> or, tra- or like you know reaching out and smacking someone in the face <laughs> right um so and that tends to be from like the contraction of uh, of mus- of the muscles during orgasms right. or certain positions. I mean, I, I definitely know there are some porn sites and I've definitely been to some parties where people have like, uh, like squirting races where they try <laughs> to see like how, fu- like who can squirt the farthest. Right, right. Um, which is fun. <laughs> it's, awesome. it's a fun game. Um, and, or who can, who can squirt, like fill the most, you know, of a measuring cup. <laughs> not that it, you know, that a contest can be fun. Not that it always has to be. Right, right. Not that more is necessarily better or further is necessarily better. Um, it's all about what works for individual people. Um, but do you think that there are certain um, sex positions that are good for squirting? Yes. I, I always, um, I'm a fan of um, standing up one leg up mm-hmm. uh, on a chair. I'm a fan. Um, because I have been, I have popped many cherries for people who have told me, I, I, you know, after I've done my workshop, they're like, I've never ejaculated before. And I'm like, well, let me help you out. So <laughs> I've been a lucky motherfucker because I have to say after a workshop, I've probably fucked about, you know, 10 or 20 people after a workshop because uh, that they, I, I was at a conference once where I was in my hotel room and there was a line 
a line of people waiting for me to fuck them so that they could ejaculate. And I got each and every one of them to ejaculate. Wow, you're a stud. So people who have not ever. And usually my, my fail-proof one is standing up. Mm. Um, I always say, you know. Gravity. I don't know what it is I, because um, it works for me. When I want to make myself ejaculate, I do that. I grab my 11, I stand up one leg up in the air. It, it's just like it's a surefire thing. It's always going to happen. So I figured, you know, I I get them and I start off with just, you know, getting the mood right. You know, so they're all waiting. So, you know, it's like a little it's a little hard to get into this like the this sexy, sexy thing. But I do a lot of touching and groping and then a lot of massaging of the genitals and stuff to get it really get somebody like feeling a little hot. Sometimes I use a. Uh, a blindfold so that they can get out of their head. Mm, that's a good tip. Yeah, totally. Just don't even look at what's happening. So can I take a picture of you while you're talking? Yeah, because I just I love I love the way that you are gesticulating when you talk about sex, and I feel like <laughs> the poor listeners are missing out on that on that part. Um, but uh, but anyway, so continue. Yeah. Just ignore me. <laughs> so I am just um, you know massaging the genitals and stuff, and using a lot of lube to make it nice and slick and wet. And um, sometimes even talking a little dirty or I have their partner or friends, you know, sucking on their chest, talking Mm. in their ear. So it's a it's a you know, it's a community effort of people (laughs) helping out. And um, then, you know, I get them to stand up and I start fucking them in that way. And I've been lucky and I've gotten a lot of people to ejaculate in that way. Uh, I did a workshop once where a nurse was in um, the audience and. Um, afterwards we talked afterwards for a while and she said she had never ejaculated and I gave her some extra tips and she the next day she found me and like gave me the biggest hug ever and I was like "Uh, oh thank you and she's like I ejaculated last night for the first time and she's like I I can't believe that I I ejaculated for the first time and I'm a nurse and I know how the body works and everything and it's just because of what she's heard all you know all the bullshit that she's heard before and then she went to this you know sex positive conference where I was doing this workshop and it was a little different because we had a demo bottom and all that right um so yeah I have been very fortunate to you know pop the cherries of uh being people's first of uh, ejaculating and or fisting which I love. I was actually going to make t-shirts that say Poppy Cox fisted me or Poppy Cox made me ejaculate. <laughs> I think that you would probably make a lot of money. I would wear I would wear it even if it hadn't technically happened. Would, would you like only only put like people in the only people in the club like can, are allowed to have it or just no you would make a lot of money on the road that way. I, bet. I have to do it because I, I tend to you know people and it's just it's really like a hey I heard that you do this workshop and you know I've never and I'm like oh, let me come come this way I'll show you <laughs> right, step into my office um, well you're a saint you are it's a you're a, a public servant um, uh, and yeah it seems to me that that once once people are empowered to have that experience once then it can yeah. um for many people be easier to then talk to their partners about it or do it mm-hmm. with themselves um yeah for sure um i want to go back to the subject of people's anxiety about pissing uh-huh. because i think that um i mean i think that sometimes uh more than people being shamed just for 
um, for coming everywhere and, like, staining the sheets or being like, what is that? I've never seen that before. Is there something wrong with you? Um, also, sometimes, depending on how hydrated you are, right. um, uh, ejaculation has a very distinct potent body smell Mm -hmm. um and i i have definitely encountered people being like oh well that's a really strong smell and i'm like the kind of person that's like the raunchier the better so (laughs) it smells like a person that's a good thing also who cares what it smells like if you're experiencing pleasure but um uh can you speak to that? Have you had experiences with people being turned off by the smell of ejaculation? No, I actually, um, th- I have never, I don't think I've ever smelled uh, ejaculation that was, like, nasty or anything like that, or strong or anything. I usually say that uh, ejaculation doesn't necessarily have an odor, it's kind of odorless, mm. um, but it could smell like something depending on diet, like you said. So, um... But nothing I've ever smelt made me feel like, ugh, you know, like, this is bad. (laughs) Yeah, well, no, I mean, I think that that I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say that you're also probably not somebody who's necessarily going to be, like, disgusted by something just smelling like human. Right. No, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess all I wanted to say for folks listening out there is that, um, is not to be ashamed if your ejaculation does have an odor or that it is a sign that something is wrong with you and if if you're fucking with somebody who doesn't like it then you can fuck somebody else or fuck fuck yourself because that's just that's just very adolescent and but yeah. for for folks who they themselves feel like I don't like the smell of my own ejaculation and you want to change it, I mean, it's about like sometimes it's about hydrating a little more, drinking a lot of water, um, also any kind of fruit or fruity thing like pineapple juice tends to be like the best thing to drink. It um, it actually makes you taste a little sweeter and it might you know change the the scent if that's what you want for mm-hmm. yourself. Um, and it's, you know, it's good to drink pineapple juice. <laughs> it's fine. It's, yeah, it's also fucking delicious, right. right? So, um, but, you know, sometimes, uh, diet does, um, if you're a smoker, if you drink a lot of alcohol, um, or if you drank alcohol that night, you know, um, so there's a lot of things that can factor into the amount of fluid or the lack of fluid or maybe even the smell. So there's a lot of, a lot of little things there that can, um, um you know, um, change or shift, um, fluid or odor. What do you love about making people squirt? Oh God. I fucking love, um, the reaction that I get from people. Uh, almost also to even the, the fear, that little fear that happens just before, right? Because uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, I'm fucking them. And I, I love to do a lot of eye contact while I'm fucking, or even when I'm playing or doing any kind of power dynamic, I really love doing eye contact. So, um, while I'm fucking them, I'm looking at them cause I want to watch how they're breathing, how they're reacting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that there's a moment for some people that comes where, they're like, wait, 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 you know, like just hold on because I think I'm going to pee or I can't handle it. Yeah. You know, and I'm it's kinda, very, very intense. Right. And I love that point because they feel it. They act, they know what's happening. Their body is getting to that point that it feels so intense, you know, 
um, but they're just scared to go over that little hump, and then I'm there to talk them through it. You yeah. Know? So it's just like that piece where I'm just like, you can do it. It's okay. You know, it feels good, or you know, or, or you feel so good. I'm like, mm. oh my god, yeah. Whatever they call that area, whether it's their pussy or their hole, I'm like, your pussy feels so fucking good, and you know, and I'm just starting to fuck it harder, and I'm just like, look at me, look at me, and I'm you know, and I'm fucking them, and I get to see how they take more and more as I am talking to them, as yeah. I'm calming them down you know and and then when they're they're you know their breath kind of oh 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 you know it's like like that piece where they're you know they're getting there and they just don't even know what else to do because this is such a new feeling you know Uh and it's like um and i'm just like push and i tell them to like just let it go and push and there's a scream and a moan that happens that's different from a clitoral orgasm, I mm-hmm. think. Or even from an internal orgasm that's different from uh, uh, this ejaculation that happens. Especially if it's ejaculation and an orgasm together. Yeah. It, th- there's a different... Like, even when I come that way, it's just... It's a deep kind of a... Um, expression that comes out of my body and so i love to hear what that is yeah. what what is that pitch that's going to come out of this person when they hit that point and also their facial expression in looking at what is happening yeah you know um i love it all i just love the newness of it i love um this the, the, the surprising you know factor that happens or how good it feels when they flip from one second to say, no, wait, wait, wait to fuck me fucking harder right now. <laughs> you know, like, don't give it to me. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> don't fucking stop. Don't fuck. You know, and it's like, I love it. It's like a flip because they pass that hump and they just want it full force. So yeah. that's what I love about, you know, making people ejaculate. Like, it's just a wonderful feel. And I love to feel all that shit just splash all over me. Yeah. I love it. I love it. It's flashing on my chest, on my arm when it's running down. And and I'm talking to them about it and saying, you know, look at all this fucking just you're making me wet. And I'm like, you're fucking. Oh, I'll say I'll talk shit and say you fucking ruined my shirt. It's all fucking wet with your juice. And, you know, I'm like, I'm sorry while I'm fucking them. Sorry, not sorry. (laughs) So I love that all. I love it all. And I know because I love it because also because I I personally experienced that. And I know how wonderful that feels. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, okay, so, uh, what, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, so it also seems like, um, if people are fluid bonded, Mm -hmm. um, that it can also be a wonderful expression of intimacy, um, to, you know, if you like fluids, if you like sweat, if you like calm, you know, if you even actually like piss, um, which is a whole other podcast, but, (laughs) um, uh, I mean, that's one thing that you can say to somebody if they're worried about pissing is just be like, do it. Mm-hmm. If you piss on me, that's great. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, not you know, whatever people are into, but um, that I th- I feel like that can be one way of getting people sort of over the mm-hmm. the self consciousness. It's like if that's not a bad thing, then you might as well yeah. you know, just let go. Um, but yeah, um, I mean, for folks who are. Uh, who are fluid bonded or who like, you know, choose to, uh, who feel comfortable with 
such things, you know, like getting fluid, you know, like drinking somebody's cum, mm-hmm. getting somebody else's cum, like on your genitals, using somebody else's cum to, like, as lube to right. fuck yourself, um, <laughs> you know, just everybody getting like slippery and, um, and all of that. That's that's all good stuff oh, too. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and if you're very worried about the bed, then do it on the, in the tub. Do it in the tub. <laughs> do it in the tub. Do it in the tub. Yeah, exactly. That's what tubs are for, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or exactly. On the, or the kitchen floor. Whatever, man. Well, yeah, yeah, the kitchen floor is good. <laughs> um, well, you were... Uh, another thing that we were talking about before we pressed record was that you were saying that you had also used that once you discovered that you could squirt that you used it in sex work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, when I I was doing um, like pro dom work um, as a, a woman um, for a couple of years, and so um, it was interesting the dynamic because I was a little bit more, of course. Uh, I shouldn't say, of course. It was I was a mass, more masculine than uh, the women that were there. I was bigger mm. than the women that were there, and um, the few women of color that were there mm. um, were um, different. I was much more muscular, so I got chosen a lot for wrestling mm-hmm. um, and for foot worship because my my foot is a size ten, and um, and. Uh, muscle worship cool. and stuff like that you know so that was a good thing um but that was rare you know like these people have to really be into that to want yeah. to do that so i was trying to think about what's going to be my niche that i can make some money here because the the women of color um there weren't getting as much uh play so there was like a race dynamic there was definitely a body dynamic going on and stuff so and um, you were and that's so interesting because you were Essentially, doing drag, right, right, where you like, I miss. I think that we've talked about this before. You were like wearing a wig and right. like what you know. So you're like femming up mm-hmm. and you know looking really hot. I'm sure. <laughs> um, and I, I mean, this is also a whole other podcast. But I've also had the experience of of being like, no matter how much I fem up there, and I think that I've like gone through all of these signifiers. Mm-hmm. People are still like. It's like they can smell right. the, the gayness on you. You're too queer. Yeah, it's so it's so interesting. But anyway, so and some people are like, I smell the queerness on you, and I'm gonna like come running and like worship exactly. at your feet, right? Exactly. And then some people are like, there's something I feel would feel gay yeah. by just being near you, and yeah. it's like, yeah, it's funny because a lot of the a lot of the um, clients I had would often ask me if I was a lesbian. Right. You know, because in drag, they still sense that I was something else, I guess. But anyway, um, so I figured, you know, what could I do? What um, would be different here? And so I started advertising that I would give ejaculate showers. That's awesome. So that was my thing, uh, ejaculate showers. So, and they loved it because I I would just, uh, you know, have them lay down under me. I would fuck myself right over them mm-hmm. and come all over their face or their chest or wherever they wanted me to come on them like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. So that works for me very well, uh, especially because they they couldn't fuck me and so they could view myself, fuck, you know, view, view right. me fucking myself. Right, right, right. So that worked for um, very well for me for a while. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, I've definitely I've I've done and and seen 
that as well because and then it's so interesting because you get to interface with people for whom the idea of um of a woman ejaculating or someone they perceive to be a woman ejaculating mm-hmm. is like has literally never yeah. crossed their exactly. minds it's never it's not on their radar at all mm-hmm. and i'm like yeah <laughs> so i was like this is a market here <laughs> yeah totally yeah. totally that's fascinating stuff um uh so okay and then another thing that you wanted to talk about was when you did your fabulous farewell to your uterus tour right, that right. you that you were um concerned that um that you wouldn't be able to to squirt so can you right. can you first of all tell us about the farewell to the uterus tour so um because of um medical stuff fibroids and things like that i have definitely suffered for many many years um around that region you know mm-hmm. <laughs> and so finally um um i decided oh also because i had insurance for the first time in a decade that i was going to um have a hysterectomy mm-hmm. but a lot of the times before i was just terrified because i was like you know i heard i've known people that said they got a hysterectomy and their their sex drive went out the window and um, then others that said it got better. Mm. So that 50-50 split was just too much for me. I just, I was like, I, I was like, imagine my sex life just ending. I'm a sex educator and I work in porn. Like, yeah. that would just be horrible. <laughs> so, yeah. so then I was like, okay, so then I, I have to prepare myself because this is going to happen. So let's do... I was talking to a bunch of friends and we kind of were joking around about it and I was like, I'm going to do a tour to say farewell to my uterus so that I'm going to fuck and have as many orgasms as I can (laughs) before the surgery and then after the surgery when I heal, I go on the second half of it and go fucking again to see if anything changed, to see if I could still have orgasms. So that's exactly what I did. So I fucked my brains out for an entire month. which was awesome. Uh huh. And then I had the surgery, and then um, healed. It took about seven weeks to heal, a little longer. Um, it was a little more complicated. I was in surgery a little bit longer than anticipated. Um, and around that time too, I started. Um, I already I had started taking testosterone a month before my surgery. Mm. So that was quite interesting. That whole mix. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, I healed, and then I decided, okay, I was gonna go forth. And thank God, I think the goddess, thank the universe, <laughs> that I um, kept oh, my ability to orgasm. A little thing like a hysterectomy is not going <laughs> to stop you. Well, I was terrified about losing it, though, or like not being able to get it the same way. Sure, I mean, um, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that even if like hormonally physiologically if things had not gone the way that you wanted them to i'm sure that if anybody could get your groove back that it would be that it would be you i'm sure that there are people who have you know who lose their sex drives for various medical reasons who can like explore lots of different things to to and that's what i was ready to do i was like i said to myself okay if i come back and I can't have the orgasms the way I want, then this is my journey now. It's to yeah. find how I can get back there. So yeah. I knew, I was ready either way. Sure. But thank goodness, you know, when I got back, uh, the first time that I was... Because uh, I was already fucking. Because especially being on T, my sex, my, my sex, like, 
the thought of sex was just constant. And while I was healing, I was supposed to be healing, but I was jerking off like every fucking day, like sure. just nonstop. So I um I knew that I could clitorally like um have an orgasm. Um, but I didn't know if I could ejaculate and I didn't know if I could come, um, internally. Right, um, right, right. So the, the first time that I was actually with another person, I actually had an, I actually came in a way that I had never come before, oh, cool. which was I came internally and externally at the same time. Awesome. So I was like, oh, score. <laughs> Total score. <laughs> and then I um, uh, I ejaculated um, by myself. I made myself ejaculate with mm. the 11. I did that. And I was waiting because I didn't know if the 11 was going to hurt me with you know healing and stuff. But I did that and I was able to ejaculate as well. So I was like, oh, thank goodness. And I had talked to other people who ejaculated prior and told me, yes, I was able to ejaculate after the surgery. So... That was great. So, you know, um, being able to have orgasms and ejaculate and my sex drive, um, possibly because I was a horny person anyway, and I'm totally too because of the testosterone, just gave it a good, you know, bump up there. So all is well in my crotchal area. <laughs> <laughs> well, mazel tov. Mazel tov to you. That's great. Um, what an inspiring tale. Um well, I feel like we've talked a lot of really about a lot of really dirty things and mm-hmm. kind of covered a lot of ground. Do you feel like there's any sort of dimension of cum, squirt, ejaculation um, that we that we haven't touched on yet, so to speak? Hmm. Well, one thing I will add to the the uterus tour was that not only was I doing that just to fuck and you know. Um, see if I can keep my orgasms but it was also an opportunity to talk to other um, people whether they are women who have had hysterectomies because mm-hmm. of um, complications or because uh, menopause or whatever yeah. and then also trans men and it was it became a really awesome thing because it was a really um, a big open dialogue about you know getting fucked yeah. and coming as a trans person so I'm like I am a trans person and I am going around and I want people to fuck me yeah. you know like so people are like what and I'm like yeah I like to get fucked and I want to come and so I got a lot of messages from other trans people saying like that's inspiring that's so good that you can just talk about it like openly and you know and I'm like you know I know it's hard sometimes but this is my pleasure and I want this and so sometimes you just gotta dive right in and just do the thing that scares you the most and that's that's the way I do it anything that terrifies me is the thing that I I dive right in to doing well you're an excellent role model (laughs) (laughs) Um, well thank you so much for coming on the show and having so much wet (laughs) juicy uh, conversations and um, yeah, uh, what is there anything that you're up to now that you want to talk about? Um, right now, I'm gonna you know just continue on with my blog, what they said, mm. um, which is on polypataproductions.com, um, which will be up again. There's maintenance issues happening right now, but mm-hmm. it should be up uh, soon. And uh, my hopefully my one of three books that I've been saying I've been you know 
telling people that I was going to write will be out in the summer, which is Sexual Relations, and it is a book of short stories and poetry that talks about my nasty and interesting sex life. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've got my credit card out. That's exciting. Uh, cool. And all of we'll have all of your info and um, ways that people can find out more about you um, on wirepeopleintothat.com. And um, uh, and uh, now let's go make some curry. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Are you lying in a puddle of your own juices? I certainly am, and I hope you are too. Now, if you need toys to help you and or somebody you like a lot to ejaculate more, Smitten Kitten is the place for you. They have the best toys for G-Spot stimulation and such excellent customer service to help you find the right toy for you. You can visit them at smittenkittenonline.com and there's a link to their website on our website which is whyarepeopleintothat.com where you can also listen to every single amazing episode of Why Are People Into That for free on our fancy website. You can also subscribe on iTunes and if you just want to poke one of those little stars so people know we exist, that would really just, that would just totally make me cream my panties. So if that's something that you want to do, just real quick, just poke the little star, my panties would appreciate it. You can also show us some love by liking us on the Facebook and um, saying hi on Twitter, which is at Into That Podcast. And, of course, at Tina Horn's ass. Okay, see you next time. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com